0: What, what, what's up, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm Justin Michael. It's another edition of What's happening in Agland, where I just kind of talk about everything that's going on with the various beats, with the various teams, just take you, you know, give you a general update on CSU athletics as a whole. Before I talk about, you know, volleyball and, and some of the other sports, I am going to Just briefly kind of dive into what I learned from talking with Ryan Stonehouse and Cameron Butler on Monday. Unfortunately, did have some audio issues, was hoping to play those interviews for you. Instead, I'll just have to kind of go over the notes because they just, the recordings, they didn't pan out. I, I don't know. Should have prepared a little bit better on the audio side. It happens rare, but it does happen every now and then. Before we dive into all of that, you guys, it's stressful trying to buy a house right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about the housing market, it's crazy in Colorado. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. They're they're just going to take some of that worry off your plate. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers feel as informed as they want every step of the way. And Mike and Virginia, they're going to take the burden off folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. They actually have a fun perk for DNVR listeners right now. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's DNBrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472, or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Let's just jump right on into things and start with kind of what I learned from talking with Ryan Stonehouse. The big thing that I was kind of curious about was, you know, what more do you have left to improve on? And, you know, kind of what is your mission? What was your purpose in coming back? He's already, you know, the first punter to be named first team All-Mountain West in three consecutive seasons. Last year, he was named Honorable Mention All-American by Phil Steele. He ranks number one in NCAA history for career punting average at 46.8 yards per punt. He averaged 45.3 last season, only one touchback on 26 attempts, produced a long punt of 58 yards last year, um, had nine 50-plus yarders in total, and he placed eight of those 26 attempts inside the 20-yard line. Dude is an absolute weapon. I mean, we've seen consistent growth from him throughout his career. Early on, it was clear that he had a massive leg. I mean, that was never in doubt that, you know, his ability to, to absolutely boom the ball or, you know, kick some skyscrapers. His freshman year back in 2017... He had 18 punts of of 50 plus yards that season had 24 punts inside the 24 or 24 punts inside the 20 yard line. Excuse me, big leg and even accuracy at times were never really in doubt. His, his talent were never, his talent was never a question. I guess I should say I'm getting kind of tongue tied here. The thing was consistency, you know, early in his career had some issues when it came to out kicking his coverage placement, wasn't always precise and that's one of the things he's really improved upon over the last couple of years. And that's one thing that he's still trying to improve on this year is being more consistent with his ball placement. He's a really, really humble guy. You know, when I asked him, what what more do you have left to accomplish? You know, what what can you do this year? And he was just like, oh, man, I, I still have so much I can do. I have so many areas I can grow this year. Really looking forward to a full season. He was honest. He, he wants a shot at the Ray Guy Award and and quite frankly i i think it would be crazy if he didn't win one when it's all said and done just he's the nation's all-time leading punter in average i already rattled off a bunch of stats that prove he's not just a big leg he can pin you inside the 20 he's an absolute beast man i'm he's going to kill it at the next level like i don't know between him and hayden hunt it it really feels like at some point csu should have had a ray guy winner and and you know maybe it'll be Stonehouse this year he certainly has the the national pedigree at least to an extent at this point i mean if you if you're talking about the best punters in the nation his name has to come up and if it doesn't then you you know are you they're going to come off as ignorant because that's how good he is it's not the only goal for stonehouse and he even admitted you know if 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 it comes it comes if it doesn't it doesn't he he ultimately you know wants an opportunity to win a bowl game wants the team to have you know great success and all of that it's just you know, individually that's where he's trying to work this season. And I, I hope he gets that opportunity. He's been nothing but consistent throughout his career, improved each and every season. I already mentioned that he's humble. He's a good teammate. Just an just an all around good dude. You know, I'm I'm gonna miss Stonehouse when he's when he's gone just because he's a fun guy to cover. He's got a, a great personality. Always has been a lively interview. It's it's kind of hit or miss with specialists sometimes. You know, they don't generally get the attention but he's one of the guys that kind of relishes those opportunities and I've always enjoyed talking to him it wouldn't surprise me if you know he goes on to be a a really successful football coach you know in the future hopefully after a a long successful career in the pros but he just has that he just has that personality you know and it makes sense he does a lot of the kicking camps that's a big opportunity for him with this NLI stuff he's his he's able to hold punting camps and he wasn't able to do that in the past because it was an NCAA violation. So stupid. But then again, that's most things with the NCAA. Just generally backwards. <laughs> the, the last thing that I, that I took away from my conversation with Ryan Stonehouse was just that the emphasis on special teams is legit. You know, we've heard this consistent message from everyone we've talked to throughout fall camp. You know, we're working on special teams. Adazio especially. Whenever he talks about offense, defense, he doubles, triples down on the fact that CSU has really made special teams an emphasis this season. And generally, it should be, especially after how much of an issue it was last year. But Stonehouse, he made it clear that it's not just a PR statement. He told me that Steve Adazio goes over punt coverage with the entire team. You know, it's not just a, a situation where you know a couple of guys on special teams are are in a little meeting it's everyone they're emphasizing it from top to bottom it has to be better another thing that stonehouse talked about in terms of why it was such an issue last year is they just they didn't really have any chemistry or cohesion as a unit there was so much change because of covid stuff some guys would be playing early in the season other guys were getting plugged and played and placed into the lineup at other points of the season and it really hurt them, you know. It, it's not surprising that it did. Special teams is one of those where, if you're an inch too far to the left, an inch too far to the right, a guy gets around you. They can block the punt. Well, that's what we saw happen with CSU last year. It was a disaster. But this year, he expects things to be a lot better. One, because Adazio, as I said, has really made an emphasis to to double triple down on on the importance of special teams, and they're going over it as it as a team, not just a small special teams unit. But beyond that, they're just gonna have more familiarity that guys are going to have more reps and they're not going to hopefully, you know, knock on wood, given the the vaccination status of the roster, going to have to be constantly plugging guys in, trying to replace people due to COVID protocols, that type of thing. As long as they stay healthy, the units should more or less, you know, pretty much stay the same throughout the season. Every now and then you're going to switch things up. Guys are going to make an impact in practice. You're going to want to get them on the field, but the best things for this special teams unit moving forward would to just be to have that cohesion to have guys locked into their role so that they can own it so that they can perfect it and so that you don't get beat by little mistakes like you did last year i mean it it absolutely killed them in that san diego state game absolutely killed them in the boise state game obviously and that just it can happen it can happen at the d1 level cool all right going to move on and and talk about what i learned from cam butler do want to shout out Ryan Stonehouse? Appreciate him for giving me the time, especially because he had to do it. Uh, you know, kind of interrupt some individual workouts to do that for me. Gave me the time of day. Always has been a great interview, as I said. Just kind of emptying the notebook here. He wants to lead the country in net, wants to lead the country in average, and obviously wants to, you know, have perfected location, hang time, make sure every ball goes where he wants it, and hopefully win the Ray Guy. And if anybody deserves that opportunity, it is Stony. Has been a great Ram throughout his career. Really excited that he came back for one last ride with this team. Another veteran that I'm really looking forward to seeing this season is Cameron Butler. I've already talked about him quite a bit over the last month or two. Just the potential that this passing offense has with the talented tight end room CSU has on their offense. Trey McBride is an absolute beast, no doubt about it. Cameron Butler, though, he's so good, man. He is so good. I'm excited to see Brian Plenty, the transfer from Miami. They just have a lot of options in that group, and I think it's going to be a big advantage for CSU, especially coming off the play action. We know that running the football is going to be a big emphasis for this team, and that's why it's good. You have blocking tight ends like Trey McBride, like Cameron Butler, guys that really embrace that role. I mean, Butler was honest. He joked that Trey McBride is... I mean, it wasn't a joke, but he, he said, you know, Trey McBride is the best run-blocking tight end on the team, but he just kind of joked about how much Trey gets into it, how much he braces that embraces that mindset. Everyone else does as well, but Trey just takes it to a whole new level, which isn't shocking based on, you know, the way he plays in games. It's, it's clear to see he's a guy that's out there that doesn't shy away from contact, that totally lives for those moments, lives for the moments to put somebody's, excuse me, you know, for lack of a better language, dick in the dirt. But beyond that, you need tight ends that can make an impact in the passing game, and you have that in spades on this roster. Trey McBride, absolute beast through the air. People forget how productive Cam Butler was back in 2017 and 2018, though. Played in 25 games over those two years, had 41 receptions, about 500 yards, three touchdowns. He was a big play threat, though had you know, a reception of 50 yards in 2017, had another one of 54 yards in 2018, averaged 10.8 yards per catch in 2018, 14.3 in 2017. He was a guy that you could really stretch the field with, and that's such an advantage, especially when the defense has so much attention on Trey McBride and on Dante Wright, which they naturally will. It's going to create opportunities where you know a linebacker is going to have to cover Cameron Butler, and that's a tough task because... He is a stellar athlete. Everyone's focus has been on the defensive line with this team, and that makes sense. They're going to be stellar with the the production that they return. I think tight end is probably the the other best room on the team and and really contending with defensive line. And maybe that's crazy to say, but that's, that's how high I think of the talent. I think Trey McBride is undoubtedly an NFL tight end. I think Cameron Butler is an NFL tight end. And based on the things that we're hearing about Brian Plenty, I think he has a shot to get a look at the next level as well. I mean, that's three guys potentially that could play at the next level. That's tough to compete with. I'm not sure there's another team in the conference that can say that. Cole Turner at Nevada, he's pretty dang good. Not as good as McBride. At least that's not who I'd put my money on. But he's sure as hell not as good as the duo of McBride and Butler. I mean, it's just such a dynamic tandem. And I think it's really going to do great things for the passing offense. I think it's going to be a big factor when it comes to running the football, having those guys help, you know, chip and seal the edge. And also, you know, sometimes in pass block situations, if, if you're getting torched, having veterans that you can, you know, bring back to help, especially if maybe you send Trey McBride out on a route or vice versa, maybe Trey's blocking. So you send out Cameron Butler, whatever. It just gives you a lot of flexibility, a lot of different options. And I think we're going to see a lot of, a lot of formations this year that feature two, maybe even three tight ends. I think we'll see situations where they have the tight end kind of in a flex role in the backfield, almost like a fullback. I mean, there's just, there's all types of, all kinds of things you can do. Both of these guys are athletic enough that you can use them in a wide receiver type role, especially if you're out in the shotgun, you want to go four wide, you can do two wide receivers on the outside, two tight ends on the inside. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of options. Whew, excuse me, needed some water there. My allergies are killing me. Only gonna get worse as fall comes too. so gotta buckle up. All right, that's that's pretty much the the general takeaways from my conversations with Ryan Stonehouse with Cameron Butler. Appreciative of CSU for making those happen. Really excited for the upcoming college football season. Really excited to have both those veterans back helping lead their respective units. Before we dive into what's happening in Agland, everyone's favorite time of year is right around the corner. That's right. You know it. College football season. Celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. They're putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. All you got to do is bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited time offer now. They already have lines for week zero games for A lot of the week one games, just go check them out. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly. All you got to do is bet $1 or more on any college football game. No matter what, DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. They're located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That promo code DNVR when you sign up. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's also time to shout out Solace Meds. That's right. We've partnered with the Premier Dispensary for you guys to get a smoking hot deal with. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations. One in Fort Collins, which is convenient for my Ram fam. One in Wheat Ridge. One off Broadway and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNDR bar. All August long, they have some crazy deals. Here's a few to look forward to. Dixie Elixirs are two for $30. My man, Eric Weedham, aka D-Line, absolutely lives for these. If he's going out on the town, if he's having a night out, you know he's got a Dixie elixir with him. Spectra, 20% off. Ripple products are 25% off. Silver shelf flower, 15% off. And connoisseur shelf concentrates are 15% off as well. If you head into any location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20. And on top of that, on top of the free Solace Bar or King Cone, you're going to get 20% off your entire order. For instance, if you went in there and you got a Spectra product off, that's already 20% off. And then you're going to get another 20% off with the code and they're giving you a free Solace Bar or King Cone. These deals are absurd. Just head to solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Order online, pick up at your convenience. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Make sure you use that code DNVR20 to save 20% off all your orders. Shout out Solace Meds. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about what's happening in Agland, starting with Colorado State Volleyball, who was picked third in the Mountain West Conference by the league's coaches. Picked third in the preseason poll. Never picked lower than third ever in the Mountain West. This is the third time that CSU has been tabbed third. Coming off of what was you know, really a down year for CSU. They finished nine and six last spring in a shortened season due to COVID-19, but there was just so much weirdness. I mean, they're playing six months after they normally play, dealing with cancellations. The whole the whole process was wonky, no fans. Normally, CSU volleyball is one of the most electric atmospheres in the country. They have one of the most reliable fan groups around. You'd love to see that. And you're really, really excited to have them back in Moby this fall. And I, I'm sure it's going to make all the difference. I mean, it's it's legitimate. Their home court advantage is significant. Even some of the the Premier Power 5 programs, when they come to Moby Arena, they get overwhelmed because they don't even have the support that CSU Volleyball has. And it's it's just awesome. It's a, it's a testament to what they've been able to establish, the culture that they've been able to establish under Tom Hilbert. I mean, he's... Just one of the best coaches in the country, no doubt about it. UNLV was selected to finish first in the Mountain West. They got 98 votes and uh, eight or 98 points, I should say, and eight first place votes total. Boise State was second. They had 90 points and two first place votes. Colorado State had an 80 points and one first place vote. Wyoming and Fresno State then rounded out the the top five. Wyoming was 69 points. Fresno State was 61. Behind Fresno State, you have San Diego State at six, Air Force at seven, San Jose State, Utah State, New Mexico, and Nevada was tabbed 11th in the conference, dead last. Still got a couple of weeks until volleyball season, but it'll be here before we know it. Rams open up against South Dakota on Friday, August 27th. That match will be a whiteout if you are there. After that, they've got Northwestern coming to town on August 28th. They go to Northern Colorado on the 31st. North Carol- At North Carolina on September 3rd. At NC State, September 4th. Before returning home for SIUE. Oregon State on September 10th. Orange out. They host UAB on the 11th. And then you've got the home-and-home with Colorado on the 16th and 18th of September. Really, really excited for volleyball season to be back. Really looking forward to this program, you know, getting back on track. And you can't hold anything that happened in this program, you know, against them last year. It was just, it was a weird year altogether. It was not the best season, but that's okay. Extremely wonky circumstances. And they've kind of earned the benefit of the doubt at this point. I mean, what more can they accomplish than what they've accomplished over the last 25 years, this volleyball program. They continue to amaze me. They continue to compete at a high level, and they continue to represent CSU in just a terrific way. Really, really looking forward to that season. Another season that's coming up, we've got CSU Women's Soccer. The Colorado Cup actually opens up Thursday afternoon. CSU plays at Colorado on Thursday at 4 p.m. That'll be at Prenta Field, streamable on the Pac-12 Network, CSU is 3-2-3, 3-2-3 all-time in-season openers. After that, they will play the Pioneers on Sunday. That is a two thirty kickoff. If you're down in Denver, great opportunity to cheer on the Rams as they participate in the Colorado Cup, which is always fun. It's always cool that all these in-state schools play each other to start off the year. Going to be the first time that the Rams have done it with someone other than Bill Hempen leading the way. It's now the Keeley Hagan era and here's a quote from the press release. The Colorado Cup is pretty neat, and I don't even know the extent of it yet with this being my first time through, but I think it enhances the awareness and pride of soccer in the state. Additionally, it gives us an opportunity to play some high-level teams that are in proximity, helping us prepare for conference season. Going into the weekend, I'm looking to see how our team is going to respond to the challenges brought on by CU and DU and see our energy when facing those tests. By now, the rush should be knocked off of our student athletes, and it should be more about us getting comfortable with their teammates and positions to help create that environment that makes them perform better. Both opponents this weekend played in last season's NCAA tournament, so a couple of local teams, but a couple of tough tests for CSU. The Buffs, they went 9-6-2 and two last year. They received an at-large bid. The Pioneers, they won the Summit League tournament and reached the second round of the NCAAs. In total, they were 17-3-1 last year. CSU, on the other hand, they only played seven matches total. They had a 10-game schedule, uh, but they went 2-4-1 and one after going 12-5-3, a program high mark in 2019, ultimately resulted in the dismissal of Bill Humpin, amongst some other things. I think it probably had more to do with some of the complaints than it did his performance in a weird COVID-19 impacted year. Nonetheless, you know, we're, we're looking forward, focusing on the future, looking forward to seeing how the Rams do. They, they played Texas Tech and Northern Colorado in a couple of exhibitions. Last Saturday, CSU uh, Gracie Armstrong had a couple of goals against UNC. The senior forward scored in the 69th minute, and she scored also again in the 80th minute. Really clutch performance. Couple of late goals to help CSU secure a 2-2 tie. It's an exhibition, so it doesn't count you know, towards your final record, but that's the type of mindset that you want to see from this team. That's how you want to see them come out. And you want to see them compete till the end, whether it's an exhibition or a game. This is a program that's just... They're so ripe to take off to the next level. I mean, they're just waiting to explode on the scene. There's so much talent. In this state, from a youth perspective, from a high school level, if they can start winning consistently and keeping some of these people that that go off to play in the ACC and the Pac-12, if they can keep them at CSU, I mean, this is a program that could absolutely dominate. And you have a real, you have a realistic opportunity to do that in soccer. It's not the same situation, you know, as as football. And I'm not saying that to be condescending. I just mean. The resources, the gap—it's not that significant, especially once CSU gets that on-campus stadium. That's going to help, you know, the soccer program. It's going to help softball as well. The gap's not going to be that significant between them and a, you know, North Carolina or, or you know somebody in the ACC. They're going to have it all. They're going to have a realistic opportunity to land some of these truly elite talents. And I'm just excited. I'm excited to see what Hagen does with this program. I think Hempin did a good job of establishing things, but. I do think it was time for a change. I mean, we were coming on close to a decade of his tenure. Not a ton of success as a whole. I mean, 2019 was a great season, but the, the the expectations need to be much higher, and they they certainly should be moving forward. All right, the last thing I wanted to talk about is the New Belgium kickoff presented by Canvas Credit Union that is going to take place on Thursday, September 2nd at 5 p.m. over at New Belgium just north-ish, you know, kind of northeast, I guess, of Old Town. New Belgium kickoff tailgate will feature food trucks, live music from Gorilla Fanfare Brass. They're going to have plenty of Ram fans celebrating the return of green and gold to the gridiron. Ram fans can also take advantage of 10% off of old Aggie merchandise. So if you need a new old Aggie shirt before September 11th, before they host Vanderbilt, that is the time to do so. You are encouraged to head over there, grab an old Aggie, participate in, you know, games, drink some beer, celebrate with some CSU fans. Sounds like a good time. Uh, I'm not getting like paid to promote it or anything. It just sounds like a fun time for Ram fans. So I thought I would throw it out there in case you hadn't heard of it. I'm stoked for football season. I know you guys are too going to be a blast. i uh, going to detail some preview stuff over the next week here, especially now that we're really getting close to the regular season. Just kind of wanted to get as much information as possible, especially because, you know, there's not a whole lot of camp that, you know, gets to be watched by the media. All right. That's all I have for today's episode. We will be back with more podcasts throughout the week. Thank you to everybody that continues to support our content. This is the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage.